0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program is brought to you by Q Drinks, carbonated mixers made for your cocktail. Visit their website at qdrinks.com. That's Q, the letter, drinks.com.
2: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org.
3: So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The
4: Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And my name is Southern Teague. Happy birthday. Or happy birthday. To- <laughs> what is it? happy New Year? Yeah, happy, New, happy Year. New Year. My birthday was in November. Yeah, that's true. Sorry about that. Man, I'm,
5: I'm still hungover. No, you're 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 lightheaded from loss of blood. What, what the what the fuck happened to your hand?
4: Oh man. Uh, well, I got out of work on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I, I got to, I got to sit around and Silver drink champagne. Silver lining. Silver uh, lining. Yeah, I got a pretty bad cut on my finger. I don't want to talk. Too much. It's not a very cool story, but I did. I heard there
5: are lobsters involved.
4: Yeah, I mean, like there was a pretty <laughs> vicious lobster uh, that we were trying to boil. And, like it snapped through the rubber band on its claw, and it got me seven stitches later. Oh my gosh! Uh, and the loss of uh, you know about a half pint of blood. I was back at work. That's nothing. And uh, yeah, man, it was a pretty good night. I didn't. I felt bad because you know one of my one of my guys, two of my guys actually who weren't supposed to work that night, came in to uh, to cover it. So, you know, that's just a testament to a good team, you know? Indeed, sir. And, uh, and I got to hang out and pop bottles of champagne with my good hand and, <laughs> and uh, eat caviar and lobster. Not too bad. No, Not a know. bad New Year's. And I, and I can't believe I made it to midnight because <laughs> this happened around like four in the afternoon. Oh, jeez, man. But I owe that ER <laughs> doctor, I think, a bottle of champagne if there's anything left. I'm sure they staff up for the evening, though. Yeah I'm sure New Year's is
5: not an evening where they're like Hey, it's New Year's, let's take the night off
4: Well, you know, (laughs) what's funny is I got right in Because it was so early Yeah, you beat the the rush I beat the rush, yeah, man How was yours, man? Always ahead of
5: the curve Mine was real mellow, you know I went and set up uh, all the action that we did at Amore Margo And got, got the team set up over there Max and Sean, got them set for success for the evening and rolled out of there and just went and had a, a very casual dinner at Bar Goto with uh, Natalie Check and Kimmy Winkler. Had some celery and some wings. Some celery, some wings, some plum Sazerac action. And okay. then, uh, yeah, we were. I think we were done. I was in bed by like 11. Plum Sazerac? it yeah. Is it made, like, made with umeshu or something like that? Uh, the, it's got a plum brandy in it, yeah. Oh, cool. It's crazy oh, like, delicious. It's been huh. on the menu since they opened. And I drink it quite a bit. But speaking of drinking quite a bit, in the <laughs> studio
3: today we have Corey Montefiaglio. <laughs> that's got to be the best lead-in for me so far.
5: Uh, Thank you for that. Corey from Beer Street. Um, I know you from your days at, well, I met you at the Cannibal, I think, and then think you were at the proletariat right. for a long time. Yep. Um, you're kind of the nerdiest beer nerd I know, with maybe one exception being Chris Elford. You guys
3: get <laughs> nerd out together pretty hard. Yeah, it gets ugly when we hang out. It's great.
5: Um, <laughs> And,
3: yeah, what's going on? How's your New Year's? Man, really good. I worked. Um, just some, some some quick money, some turn and burn, uh, tiki disco dance party, uh, which is really fun. It's kind of nice to get out of the, um, break out of the usual mold of, uh, you know, attentive service <laughs> <For> finer <laughs> deeply attentive service cuz uh everybody got what they needed ultimately but yeah it was just quick turnaround make some money have a nice time you T- know tiki at beer street tiki disco no 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 i'm sorry it was at the wick oh right okay yeah i in bushwick there and uh, it was a really good time hmm. the wick really fun haven't you been there, there? no the, the wick and the well oh
5: no
4: the, the wick is a uh, like is really it's like it's in the old uh, uh, Otto Huber brewery brewery huh over here in Bushwick, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the uh, the Wick is the uh, the like venue concert venue, and the Well is the
3: bar, and which it, also the the very is, large backyard can also double as it's, uh, it's huge. It's yeah, it's massive. I
4: mean, it's Bushwick. It's right. industrial.
3: It's right. it's, right. it's, it's just, an old brewery. It's the
4: old Otter Hebrew Brewery. And it's fucking huge. And there's like, have you ever been in the tunnels down below?
3: Absolutely, I've gone all the way in. Yeah, cool. you got all way deep up in there. Oh, dude.
5: <laughs> sounds creepy and a little sexual. You don't mm-hmm.
3: wear you don't wear your your finest clothes. I'll tell you that you don't wear your Sunday's best. But uh, yeah, it's fucking amazing to go down there. It's it's like true black and true stillness, and uh, like a really like bizarre haunting tranquility down there. And it's absolutely amazing. What what what? what and the only way in and out is an air shaft. So. What, what used to be down there? What are we talking those about? Those are the lagering tunnels before yeah. refrigeration. Here. Yeah, because it's obviously it's a constant. You know, fifty five ish. So that's where they would have to leave all the barrels. Gigantic, gigantic vats full of lager. Obviously, they were making back then, you know. So, and they've sealed up the means to get down there. So now it's just an air shaft. (laughs) It's an air shaft, yeah. Um, yeah. You know that building. What used to be the uh, uh, we don't have to dote too long on this, but what used to be the um, uh, I guess beer garden uh, is now a noodle factory. And so those people have their portion of it. I don't know if they use it for anything. I would assume so. But the entryway to that portion is completely bricked up. So uh, the only way to get into the portion beneath the well is through this air shaft, which there's a rickety-ass rusty ladder that you climb down and then a rope hanging down. So once you get to the bottom of the ladder and you're standing at this air shaft, you have to use the rope to lower yourself down on your ass. It's like that scene in
4: Ghostbusters 2 when they... they Break down through the street And they find the river of slime Oh my god Just like that Without
3: the slime <laughs> without oh, We found a little bit of slime But not as I'm much sure that, yeah. And it wasn't pink
4: Was it evil? It wasn't terribly evil It was It was uh, pos- Positively charged slime It was possible <laughs> there, right. there was a This <laughs> is gonna turn into A talk about 30 minutes about <laughs> Ghostbusters Well
5: yeah because uh, Oddly That's t- okay Tonight I'm going to this <laughs> Madame Tussauds Virtual reality Ghostbusters thing With my buddy Todd who, Who's a virtual reality Maker I There's a-
4: What? Yeah. Okay, we are going to talk about this at the show. I'm okay, cool a little pissed you for not inviting me. You're welcome, Madame
3: Tussauds. Um, um, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, look yeah. Anyway, yeah, I love beer. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And you teach beer. me about beer. I do. It's you, a, such a pleasure.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm probably the hardest student. <laughs> no, um, you ask all the questions that keep me sharp, you know what I mean? I could regurgitate the same little factoids to the guests that come in and just want a nice time and, a, and an easy story, but I need to be pushed, of course, you know? Yeah, well, I definitely push you because... Beer is probably my weakest
5: category of things that I drink. Clearly. Uh, as I'm sitting on a Budweiser <laughs> right now. <laughs> Which
3: is, hey. I love you. admirable on. beer. Uh, um, it just, you know, it, it gets the job done. Hey, man, it's yeah. cool. It's cool to see where where the industry has gone in even the past two to three years. Not only in New York City, but sort of internationally. Oh yeah,
5: absolutely. Well, let's talk about you more specifically than the whole industry for a minute. I met you. You were at the Cannibal. How, how, that was some time ago.
3: Yeah, that must have been six years ago, I guess. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I did that for a year or so. I ran that um, the beer it, beer program and everything, and that was really fun. Was that your first program you ran? Yes. I mean, I was a buyer very early on. I was a buyer at Whole Foods stocking that, which was awesome because they had the lowest margins and pretty much a blank check because beer quarterly was just like on the rise at that time. Right. You know, it was amazing. So I got to do whatever I wanted, more or less, and explore all the different labels from various countries that I wanted to. And it was really a great experience. And, um, uh, you know, that ran its course and then I went up working for a distributor very briefly and I absolutely hated that side of the industry and I still do you motherfuckers if you're listening Uh, I
5: mean yeah but at least you know and you know why you hate it Uh, right like I hate it and I don't really know enough about it if I was to go into distributing and then I'd know why I hated it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> more, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, could know more why I hated
3: it. Um, no, no, I kid. Though. I love all little Know games. thy enemy is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, but, um, you know, and then I just, I was like, you know what? I haven't tried the bar thing yet, so let me just go bar back at some of these, these beer bars that I enjoy spending time at. And I did that, and it just blossomed into this. You know? Do you have
5: any formal training? Have you done the Cicerone program and all no, that stuff?
3: No, I don't need that shit.
5: You know, they they prefer to be called sissies, those guys.
3: I I think it's chicharone, right? (laughs) Uh, No, you know, man, I appreciate the fact that that program exists, but my career predates it. And so I'm not saying that it wouldn't be beneficial to me. And when you get up to the second and then ultimately the third level, which I I would have no business even attempting because it's very scientific and I don't have that kind of mind, um, the level of understanding to achieve those next steps is, is... Absolutely incredible And again Yeah just a sideline For anybody
5: listening Cicerone program Is kind of It's often compared To the Sommelier program But it's
4: for 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 beer people right Yeah 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 That's the the easiest Translation So It's probably not true But it's That's close enough It's easy Mm -hmm. One thing that uh, So there's Kind of like Pointed out to me uh, With you Is like you know Working with uh, Proletariat And Beer Street And he talks a lot About how uh, you have a, a very heightened level of hospitality, and that 's one of the things that really has always kind of like pulled him into wherever you 're
3: i right, 'm uh, not even a beer drinker, and I go yeah. sit at your bar because i right. like mm-hmm. frankly I like to watch you interact with other people i mean that's that 's an incredibly high compliment because I feel like a lot of that yeah. that uh, a lot, a lot of what inspired me to do that was being at Mori Margo and hanging out with you and Chris and Chris and, you know. Like the mutual admiration society here. All, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the wonderful people that have worked there over the years that I've gotten had the pleasure to hang out with, you know. And um, uh, I just felt that that was sort of lacking in beer bars. And I don't mean to say hospitality in general because that's absurd because, you know, you think about the pub and what that is and what that means, yeah. which the beer bar evolved out of. Uh, sure. But, um, you know, that's just kind of next level. Yeah. And I felt that it was lacking. And, uh, you know, when you look at a Barley like Proletariat, which is 10 bar stools and then space that we actually were able to add onto it because it's just so fucking small, um, yeah. you're not going to make any money on volume. Right. All right? And that's it. And so if you're a beer bar, they kind of rely on volume typically. Um, so I, I knew that I had to just step it up and um, give people an experience, you know, sure, man. certainly pertaining to the beer that's being served, but not... Beholden simply to that, right? So.
4: Well, that's that being said, like uh, in going back to the citron program and and all that, and you'd mentioned like the fact that you would want to get to the scientific level of like the third tier of what that program is. I mean, like at what point do you like find balance in being a very hospitable person and that being what people like show up for versus being the guy who knows everything. I don't want to go talk to the guy who knows it all, you know, personally. Totally. It, it doesn't matter like how nice they are. I mean I mean I'll talk to Dave Wondrich all day long. Sure. But like at the same time like he's not he's not bartending for me, you know, or, or serving me drinks yeah. so much. I just I think right, that. But I feel like even if he was. I'm not saying, like, don't cut off your education. Yeah, no, path, absolutely. No, but, I'm not
5: speaking for, for Dave by any means, but I'm not saying he, if he was behind a bar, though, you'd still want to pick his brains because he has is. it. But, but that's the thing. I feel like you are good at reading your guests and understanding what they want out of that experience, which is sometimes they just want you to drop a beer and fucking walk away more than happy to do it too but uh, that's exactly it but sometimes they want to be like well what about this one versus that one and then then you start pouring them taste and then you start rolling out the fucking info and you know their eyes light up and they get the fucking sometimes they bust out their device and start taking notes or whatever um i think that's kind of the trend you know we talk about it a lot about how bartending had to go through it's kind of holier than thou dick fuck you (laughs) phase and now it's back to the sort of like really approachable friendly phase and the, the people who are doing that the best are the ones who are
3: succeeding the most. Yeah, and you're you're crushing it. I thanks, man. I mean, if, I mean, you guys are. Yeah, I mean, exactly, right? You you sort of answered his question in a roundabout way, but uh, we do that. <laughs> we, we finish each other's. Hey, yeah. He's in a pot. It's Wait, disgusting. We each other's fears. <laughs> yes, <that did. laughs> um, I'm glad you didn't say relationships. That would have been <laughs> tough. Uh, no, man. But it's another show. <laughs> it's another show. Yeah. Um, so late night. That's exactly it, though. Is, is reading each guest or each group and whatever the experience that they are ultimately looking to get out of it. Um, I feel like I'm going to lead with that. And then, as much of the other aspect or other aspects as I can edge in, I'm going to. You know what I mean? You may not understand why you're at a beer bar, which to you is just like ah, I'm in a fucking beer bar. I'm just get a pint of whatever. Okay, you got lager, you got IPA, like you're yeah, great. That's that's fine too. But you don't have to learn about it. But I'm I'm more than happy to show you why I'm excited about it. And now people are really responding, and that is actually a trend. I'm not saying that I'm a any anyway, because I certainly was not the first, not even close. But it wasn't happening much in New York. And when we did it at Proletariat, myself and Alfred and Greg and, uh, you know, the OG staff uh, and Zach, um, that was a big part of it, man, was like, fuck it, let's do this. Let's marry these worlds. It's also the fact that that bar is in a family of primarily cocktail bars. Mm -hmm. Cocktails take time to make, and people see that effort, and people are more likely to... um, or I should say less likely to just dump a, a, a dollar and be like hey, thanks for the beer As a dollar you know so getting back to that and having fun with hospitality was figuring out different ways to not take more time to get you your beer but to make it fun to yeah. make it interesting you know what i mean like you've seen the way that all of us operated behind that bar yeah yeah you, you're you're, the no you're gesturing the right now whatever but, the, but that, yeah, uh, what,
5: what yeah. you're driving at is the fact that you 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 especially i think when i'm there when i was there seeing you uh, but but the team as well are very kind of punctuated in movement, very affected in style, like like it's it's a pleasure to watch you pour a beer, which sounds so, so what you just pulling the tap and putting a glass under there. Right. But like your movements are designed to make the the you know, your audience interested in what you're doing, even when all they want is just yeah, just give me a log or whatever, I'm just here to talk to my friend. Right. Versus then they're like, Oh man, this guy yeah looks like he knows what the fuck he's doing
3: exactly and you know long story short at the end of the experience at the end of the day i can only hope that what they might take away from the whole thing is wow you know what this guy really likes what he's doing this guy really gives a shit about this this guy really likes beer this guy really (laughs) likes beer holy shit and he's so skinny (laughs) how do you do it what's that uh yeah man it's awesome it's such a pleasure that i'm able to do this because it's I didn't grow up seeing that anywhere, you know what I mean? Right. It's like old school hospitality, but now you can do this. And some people will look at that and be like, yeah, you know, pomp and circumstance and bullshit and whatever. But a lot of people see it as just like, wow, this guy really is having You know,
5: there's, there's a fine line between pomp and circumstance and like ritual and, you know, uh, and process, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you and your team, uh, your teams, uh, you've, you've figured out a way to bridge it and make it look sort of effortless, kind of graceful, a little bit like charged, you know? Yeah. Intentional. That's what you're doing. You're, sure. It's, yes. It's exactly. intentional service. Right. You're not just tapping me a beer and fucking handing it to me. Yeah. You pull the glass. You examine the glass in the light to make sure it's not dirty. Then you rinse it in your glass rinser. Then you put another tap and you tap the beer and you put the perfect head on it for the right beer, for the right size, for the right glass. All those things. And you do it in a very punctuated and at the same time still sort of effortless looking movements. You know, it's like a Japanese bartender.
4: It, I mean, all that, oh, that sounds cool to me, but it also, like, when, you're, when you explain it to me that way, so there, it sounds like, well, why wouldn't you do that? But then, I mean, there are different glasses for every beer, you know, every old brewery. And, sure. And they do get, like, just kind of, like, dumped in whatever's around a lot of times. So it's nice. It is actually nice to see, and, like, a bar using properly branded glassware for the beers, you know? Because sure. not everyone it, it sounds like it would happen because that glassware is free. You know, that's one yeah. thing is, you know, as bar owners, we're like, oh shit, man, free glassware. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I don't have to spend that. That's <laughs> great. Right. Yeah, that's,
3: a, man. Right. that's a, that's um, a cost that's gone. That's yeah, nice. Exactly. Where, you know, not, not in my case, because we buy those fucking take it. Yeah, are absolutely beautiful. And I really love them. Yeah. And, um, you know, delicate uh, as fuck. How many do you go through? <laughs> they're, they're actually, they're a lot stronger than you would think. Oh, yeah. But they're still, they're expensive. And of course they break because glass breaks. Yeah. Uh, whatever, though, you know. Teku, let's just explain that, too. Teku is. Teku is it's an Italian designed German made glass. Teku um, is an amalgamation of the names of the guys who designed it Teo uh, from uh, Baladin, an Italian brewery, and Cuasca, who is the sort of uh, beer guru of Italy who's an amazing man and an amazing storyteller. And um, they just designed this glass, and they update it every you know, year, year and a half. There's a new version that's just slightly tweaked. And it's really beautiful. It's sort of an all-encompassing glass. You know, there's certain styles I wouldn't necessarily put in there, but it wouldn't damage them to do so, you know what I mean? If you have, like, a nice pub brown ale, and you don't need to f- fucking bother with something fancy like that in a stemware, yeah. nice pint, nice English pint. But it's, it's a really great glass, and um, I'm very happy to use them. And I love that. The Italian craft beer scene right now, don't start me. Don't start me. Because we'll go crazy. I love that shit. So yeah. like, it helps me feel like the serving the beer. I don't think of Italians as like the yeah, beer man. Guys. Like Brian from Twelve like, Percent, has been bringing in forced uh, and Peronian uh, and kinds of. That's man. all I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks. I mean, hey, you know, if, if I can get a, yeah, you know, swag. if I can get Stillwater to manufacture these for me, I'll be I'll be thrilled. But, um, yeah, the Italian craft beer scene is insane, and the, the Actually, other days... like the Italian
4: craft beer has been insane for all. And Mexican craft beer is like blowing up now too. Like there's so many more Mexican craft breweries. That like don't really necessarily make it here, but like also like without people like 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 brands like or like companies like twelve percent bringing in this cool shit. I mean like like we've got a lot. We, we could geek out for an entire show about Italian craft beers, which would be cool. I, mean, maybe I will do schedule that. you for
5: another show like <laughs> yeah. later in the summer. More than happy
3: to do it later yeah. in the summer.
5: <laughs> so now I'm gonna then just make an assumption because I'm just looking at the bottom of the bottle, or the back of the bottle that's yes. sitting here on the table. Is this an Italian beer you brought? First?
3: It is not. Um, well, that would it, have been a good segue. It is from... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Try my best over here. No, Southern. God damn it. No, this is from the, the Suarez Family Brewery up in the uh, the Hudson oh, Valley. sweet. Who are just the absolute sweetest, most wonderful people who I've known separate of each other for a long time. And they got married. They now have a, a beautiful little boy and uh, an incredible brewery where they're making... Just like really, I know it's kind of an overused term, but it's very appropriate. They're, they use rustic, kind of farmhouse inspired ales. Yeah, man. And that applies to their pale ales, lagers, et cetera, which is really awesome. Um, everything to do is pretty subtle, um, complex, but still rather understated. Doesn't necessarily demand your attention, but occasionally you'll just, you know. While you're talking to somebody, you'll take a whiff, and it's just like you know. You sit back, you're like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" Because they just all continue to develop, and again, even the lagers and pale ales, what should be relatively simple styles of beer. Um, so this is a um, farmhouse ale, simple enough. Um, it's called a hundred feet north, um, uh, mixed grain. I think mixed fermentation as well. So you know. Probably a couple strains of brett, but not super funky. Some lactones and PDO, but downplayed because the uh, the acid's not too crazy. And they put it in oak for, I can't imagine any longer than like three, four months. Because it's not super woody. 4.3, easy drinking. Go uh, Wonderful beer. let
4: it open. Swear's family's been killing it. This this last year, man. Are they, these glasses
5: acceptable? These are mason jars. Do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, uh,
4: country,
3: it's country beer, man. Here we go. Yeah. We're so drinking it out country the jar. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. See, they've been killing it this last year, and I've been really excited to see this brewery start to blow up. But, like, uh, along with this brewery, breweries like Folk's Beer and even, you know, Transmitter, to a certain extent, like, with these very rustic, like, Saison's and Sours, and, I mean, I guess Folk's Beer does more, like, they're kind of closer to Suarez, where it's just, like, old-style beer, you know, like, nothing too hoppy or crazy or esoteric, but it's just, like, really strong, strong, like... You
3: know They they have a primarily uh, German style focus yeah. I think Which is great um, And their Helles Lager Is their flagship Which is great It's a great style of beer Um and, um, you know, my buddy Joey is brewing over there right now for them. Oh, at yeah, Full uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's um, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's so talented. And he just made a uh, Berlin of Isla, which is great, mm-hmm. a couple versions. One is a the raspberry straight one and the raspberry one, which is outrageous. It's, it's insane. really good. I yeah. got that on tap right now. You did, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Cheers, y'all. That's, Cheers thing.
5: You, that's the thing. You got a lot of beers over there. I have no beer, so my, my beer
4: knowledge doesn't even, really get to grow on a daily basis. You don't have some red and white dynamite tucked into your low boy. <laughs> well, I got uh, Genesee
5: <laughs> down in the walk-in because uh, they use it in the tempura batter next door <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome that's what i drink late at night that's awesome um mm. okay so talk me through this Corey. This is I, so like good. like you know that i'm probably not gonna like it talk me <laughs> talk me into it talk me into it <laughs> well, you know when i come to your bars i sit down and i say yeah. look you fucking know me give me something that you think i'm gonna like but you know that i'm probably not then you're gonna convince me
3: yeah right yeah this guy is he the only person i know that orders the thing he probably isn't gonna like <laughs> and then forces me to make him like it uh Good practice, I guess. I mean, this is just this is impossible not to like. It's it's uh, again really soft, really really pretty. Um, it's got that little bit of um, funk on the palate, which uh, I think complements the grain really well. It's sort of grain forward beer, uh, but again, very subtle. I can't I can't say that enough. Um, and so I feel like it, you know eating salads of of grains, like grain heavy salads, that might have a little bit of funk from Whatever you put in it, some cheese or some you know, dressing or something, you
5: almost get, like... Plus, it's really nice and dry. It Unless
4: is. It's really, not, yeah, like... Yeah. It's got some, like, nice little, like, sour acidity on the end, but it's, like, just, but light. just enough. Yeah. It's, it's so quenching. Just enough
5: to make me want to come take another
3: big gulp. It's so quenching. I'm, yeah. I'm drinking mine pretty fast. Do it. We got more. <laughs> um, um, but this, you know, they started out with their... Pale ales, hoppy blonde ales, um, various styles of lager, uh, and they were all exceptional. And I've served all of them very proudly, you know. And so they were finally able to pull some of these more fun, funky beers out of the oak. And, um, you know, here we are. This is wonderful. Um, What does that do for a beer? I don't really understand what going into oak barrel for four months does for a beer. It depends. It depends on the wood. It depends on the yeasts within and bacteria. Uh, it depends on what you want, ultimately. Because this seems end. really soft.
5: Like I'm again, uh, I'm halfway through mine already because it's it's very it's silky on my palate. It's totally. not super carbonated. It's not it's mm-hmm. not offending me. It's probably
3: naturally carbonated as well, <laughs> which, which is cool, which beers often do. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, Getting <laughs> yeah, more. In this <laughs> case, it was to definitely round it out a little bit, and you don't really get. I don't get an hooky character No, not not it much at all. At all. That's, that's why I was asking. Which is yeah. why I say, I mean, even three to four months is probably a long time. I'll have to find out from those dudes how long it was in there. But uh, in this case, I think it was allowing um, the yeast and bacteria to harmonize with, presumably, their house ale yeast. Um, and to just hey, that's it. I mean, you know. Yeah.
4: It's I mean, kinda, you don't have to, you know, fucking
3: overthink it's kinda, it. Of, like it's, it's, it's
4: simple saying, man.
5: These guys are doing, yeah. you know, kind of God's work up there. Um, I love the idea
3: of making simple beer as 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 well as possible. I guess I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's it's this is the, the trend that's going on right now, which is born out of the like session IPA thing, which as a style can get flushed down the toilet, generally speaking. But uh, easier drinking beers, why it makes sense for everybody. Typically cheaper to produce, not necessarily always. Um, you can drink a lot of it. So the bar owners yeah. like it. Um, and uh, I I don't know. I mean, I think people's palates just got burned out. On Yeah, you know, there's a
4: lot of palate fatigue with the whole, like, race to space with the, uh, you know, like how many IBUs can you put in an, yeah, an, an IPA?
3: Yeah, well, that's even, like, the new kind of, like, northeastern-style IPAs. They're not that new. I mean, they're new to a lot of people, but they're not, you know, you know it kind of came onto people's radar with heady topper and alchemist up in Vermont right. some of the other Vermont breweries and then it made its way kind of down into Massachusetts New York you know what I mean other half really does resoney, this grim like, does this they're not that resiny that's the west like, coast thing well
4: no the uh the like heady topper to me is like crazy heady or uh, uh but like but I've I've kept mine like I keep mine aged for like a couple of years so they I mean that's like I, I I usually have like one or two in the refrigerator but I guess
5: you're you cellaring saying? beer or oh, whatever you do. Yeah,
4: man. I hope that's not true. Hey,
5: man. <laughs> I hope that's a joke. My beer is a born yeah, on date on it. Drink
3: them shits fast, man. Dude. Drink them shits
4: quick. Well, I, but dude, I also don't like I don't like IPAs anyway. But um, <laughs> so maybe maybe I'm cellaring Let's like talk about I'm that. accidentally there cellaring that shit. Let's talk about that a now,
3: little. bit you want bit. me to Why? make him
5: like IPAs, dude? Yeah, absolutely. Cuz I know you can, right? <laughs> you know, okay, I'll tell you. I had sort of like my kind of seminal experience with you okay. was when you made me drink a, uh, with, uh, I butcher the pronunciation Goza no Goza sure. I, yeah. I, I nailed it yeah. uh, which is a sour beer right yeah, yeah and you I was eating some salty meats or whatever up there oh, at the yeah. Cannibal and you put that in front of me and I was like oh I fucking get it mm-hmm. and See? then I sat there that night and I had I think I was with someone and we had five right because it's kind of large yeah, format like this bottle here you, it was like one after the other and they're all different and progressively because I know how you sneak that shit in on me you started me with like a, this one's you'll like this. Everybody likes this one. Nobody doesn't like this one. <laughs> and then by the time we we're on number five, I think you were like, okay, here's a little bit. You know, this is a little bit more advanced level. Yeah, you're, you're leveling up every time. Here's, so. here's the
3: motherfucker.
2: So
5: yeah, right. So but that's the thing, and that's your that's your that's the tool that we all use. You know, yeah. we want to we want to introduce someone and then bring them on down the road with us, right? And that's yeah. what you, that's what you've done for me. Yeah, well. But so what, what awesome. I was going to ask, what is it that's so apparently? fucking polarizing about those three letters IPA I mean you, I don't know if you've got an answer
3: off your head but like I'm just trying to make it I'm trying to whittle it down uh I feel
5: like you I feel like saying IPA in your crowd is like saying gin in my crowd like it's uh, polarizing man people are just like I love it or I fucking hate it
3: well I mean I can see where you're coming from but You know, so many new bars have opened and and beer-focused places retail and hybrids in the last two and three years in New York City. I mean, Beer Street is one of them. Beer Street was open as a retail shop five years ago or six years ago, but we turned it to a bar two years ago. But a lot of these places that have opened up are catering to this new crowd where IPA is the hot shit IPA is the hottest shit. Still, it's just the sort of new style, like we were getting at. Just the cronuts of your world. And <laughs> honestly, yes, because these motherfuckers <laughs> are waiting in line for hours, dude. Yeah. Really, hours. It's crazy. Queuing up at, at other half, and, sure, right. and yeah. even those guys are like, I mean, okay, great. You want to wait online to buy our beer? Awesome cool you know thanks but uh
5: is this rush for is this rush of of demand creating uh
4: a lower supply and, it's, thus, it's and cult- thus a higher price it's, um, it's culty man it's like it's actually kind of like just in the way that like when you if you're into tiki drinks and like rum is like your are collecting hobby you know like mm-hmm. when you're jet setting around like picking up cuban rums FTD, like <laughs> yeah so it's the same thing with uh, with beer nerds, man. That's but.
3: exactly right. And, the, and there's a huge, uh, there's always been a, a sort of online trading community, uh, but it's it's gotten to crazy levels at this point, uh, where people are actually you know using Instagram when other half posts or any of the breweries that do the camera releases, post uh, what beers are about to be released uh, that weekend on Instagram. You just see the comments flood with these motherfuckers like pre trading it. You haven't even you don't have it. It's not in your hands, man. And it's they're like pre-trading futures. it. they are like, "Okay, futures market. I'm going to buy two cases of this, two cases of this. I'm going to get this much of this. I'm in search of ISO, this this this." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my yes. god. Yeah. Can you just buy beer and drink beer?"
4: Dude, I mean, Grimm with your buddies, Grimm is <laughs> such a hardcore following with that too, man, cuz they put out all the, and that's that's another thing, too, that we have to we haven't really talked about it, is a lot of these new breweries, newer breweries like Grimm and Other Half and uh, uh, so many of them do But I, f- I found that It's always like The people who do cans Like yeah. I feel like five years ago Putting like Crap beer in cans People were just like Eh what the fuck are You talking about Totally but Oscar now, Blues
3: man Yeah Trailed that It paved the way Yeah, yeah man
4: Totally it, But like now It's turned into a point Like it's We're at a point now Where like It's like Especially tall boys of, Tall boys like, Of double beer.
3: IPA What the fuck yeah. Who wants a pint Of double IPA Yeah I would never serve A pint of double IPA In my bars Ever, no matter what the cost, I'd right. rather sell a five dollar eight ounce than whatever uh, you know. Yeah. But I, I do it because I get these cans because these guys are my boys, and I'm so happy to be able to serve them. And people are sitting there drinking pint after pint of double IPA.
4: But so so, but that's the thing. Like I've gone to a lot of I go to a lot of beer nights at my buddy Tiki Adams' house, and people will bring in like a can of this, and there'll be like eight guys who all bring like you know several <laughs> bottles or cans, sure. and it's it is good in that way like it because you can split it up in a group so sure, everyone sure can sure. taste it but yeah I, I wouldn't drink a i wouldn't drink a pint of regular ipa um, yeah, <laughs> but, but i think it's you know there's also the exclusivity of these certain releases because they are releases it's like absolutely it makes them collectible and they don't make them again you know and it, whoa, whoa
5: whoa 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 back up collect people collect these yeah, like I get I get rushing out and buying them, but then they, they,
3: they don't drink s- them, right? They don't yeah, they don't sit on them. I, okay, they'll cool. drink what they'll okay. drink, they'll share what they'll share with people. You. There's they'll some
4: stuff that you can sell there.
3: Trade trade locally and then ultimately, you know, put it on the internet for who wants what to get the other tall boy can release of the beer that tastes very similar with very similar ingredients <laughs> from the other city that you don't go to often enough yeah. to drink it when you're there. That's, you know, like tourism though. when I was in, like, I'm so happy when people show up with, you know, people come to the bar and they're like, Hey man, I got super fresh cans of uh, focal banger, which is the, the IPA from uh, the other, one of the other IPAs from alchemist. Got, and I'm
4: like, we've got that at,
3: it's, at the bar right now. so, so good. It's, you it's, still have some? Yeah. I'm coming people, over.
4: people try to buy it from us all the time. We're just like,
3: you know what just come to the bar and have it yeah exactly i'm coming up we sold out of ours like in a few days you know yeah, i think uh, we have
4: like maybe two four packs left
3: brilliant uh I'll save some for you. thank you um you know what i mean like I, when somebody shows up with that i'm just so thrilled to have it like, this is a really nice beer man you know and and whatever city a brewery called monkish in la who are absolutely killing it people line up and wait for their tall boys Of the similar styled, like juicy, really rich, vibrant, pale IPAs, hazy, but pale in color, golden. Uh, But then they have an amazing, uh, you know, kind of mixed fermentation um, barrel aged project of like really soft, beautiful farmhouse sales like the Suarez family here and i was just told by somebody very recently that people just kind of like yeah yeah that's nice yeah, those are always available i mean you people are fucking crazy man you people are absolutely
5: crazy i mean rarity creates deliciousness you know yeah, Pro- I mean, prohibit something and make it delicious
4: yeah
1: we remember that experiment we did hi i'm jordan silbert founder and ceo of q drinks we're proud to support the speakeasy at q drinks we make spectacular carbonate mixers crafted to mix with your favorite spirits based right here in brooklyn we're available nationally in 6 flavors including Q Tonic Water for spectacular gin tonics and Q Ginger Beer for spectacular Moscow Mules. I started the company after a night in my backyard with good gin, really good friends, and lousy tonic water. I realized the world needed better mixers, so I made them. Q Drinks uses real ingredients, a lot less sugar, and a lot more carbonation. The result? Clean, crisp, spectacular beverages that bring out the best in your favorite spirits. Using Q-drinks, it's easy to create terrific drinks with just two pours. One to two ounces of your favorite spirit and three to four ounces of Q poured over ice in a highball glass. It's simple and spectacular. Q-drinks. Make your drink spectacular.
5: Let's talk about Beer Street, some, okay. so we can at least you know plug your action. Um, what, what? It's a store. It's a bar. You're there all the time. It's a bar teaching and preaching and drinking.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bar. Um, you know, it was a retail shop, doing growlers, doing bottles, um, and so we still do the growlers. Everything we have is available to go um, because we are licensed to do that, which is great. But it is primarily a bar, and that was um, that was purposeful. Because the hybrid thing to me, most of the time doesn't work. I think the the bottle store bars can be a very uncomfortable place to drink, um, with exceptions. You know, certainly sure, exceptions. Of Beer culture all the way up, and a couple of others that are really rocking. But um, you've been
4: doing it in Pennsylvania the entire time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> well, Pennsylvania. Does, try not to get too long on that. But the, the, the Pennsylvania law is about only being able to buy a case of yeah. something, like not being able to buy a six pack retail is so infuriating for a lot that's of people. You know? yeah. What? I do not even know about this. Yeah. No, it's, that's, a,
4: that's a whole other show. You're, yeah, 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 You're
3: forced? Okay. Nobody, nobody, yeah, you know. yeah, I mean. Beer Street. <laughs> beer Street. So it's awesome, man. Ten, ten, ten taps rotating. Primarily local. This past um, uh, beer week, last February, we turn, uh, turned it over into um, a New York City beer bar, which is amazing. So uh, I'd say 80% of the selection is brewed in the five boroughs with um, a nod to Hudson Valley, North Jersey, Nassau County. You know Connecticut, whatever, and then I try to focus the rest of it on the northeast or then the far reaches, kind of like the stuff that I was serving at Pearl. Wow. You know, Italy, of course. I love okay. that stuff. Japan, whatever. Um, it's great. Um, how big's the bar? Ten taps, how many seats? Small man, small man. Seven seat bar, three in the window, a table with eight tight seats, and then... So it's smaller than Pearl. Six in the back. Uh... Comparable, it, taller ceiling and wider, so it's way more comfortable. Sure, and less people on any given night, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit bigger, slightly bigger. Huh. But small it's awesome, rooms you know. Small rooms. It, it was like it, the idea was to take the sort of international um, renown of proletariat uh, and translate that into a tiny neighborhood bar. In this neighborhood that I've lived in and still live in for you know almost ten years now, I love the neighborhood. I walk to work every day, and the the great majority of people that walk into that place don't necessarily know what's up, but are they they are aware that something special is going on mm. and they they like it. They appreciate that something cool is happening here. Cool. It's, it's a neighborhood bar, but it's also, you know. What's your exact address again? Four One Three Graham Avenue. Graham and at Withers Street. Graham at Withers. Cool. It's it's a neighborhood bar within. International, you know, selection, just the best possible, best possible stuff. And you're loving it. I'm loving it. And now that New York is a beer city, New York can finally contend with all these other, like, old school in Portland, Oregon, and all these wonderful places. New York can really contend now, man. It's amazing. And that's, again, all in the last three to five years. So wild. So wild that we can do this.
5: We have to put together a beer tour, you and me and Damon. I would love to. We'll go to, like, all your favorite beer bars. Yeah, man. No IPAs. no No, uh i got no no's like i i'm i'm repeatedly surprised and delighted by things you put in front of me cool because i feel like uh you know and it sucks because i say the same thing in my mind about guests who come into my bar who are like oh they're timid because they don't know something about something and all i want them to do is ask me because i'm fucking ready to tell you and fucking show you the way the way you know and i feel like i feel like that about beer Totally, man. There's unless a I'm around someone like you who's charismatic and and charming and you know super handsome, um, then I uh, <laughs> then I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna ask. You know, I'm just gonna sit there and drink a bud or whatever, and just can not probably often I go to places that are nicer than I allow them to be for me, <laughs> and I miss out on the experience that they're trying to give me because I'm
3: uh yeah I'll just have the lightest shittiest easiest thing you've got. I'll tell you though, now is such a good time because. Uh, better service more attentive service and information is is in a in an upswing you yeah. know right now so a lot of the beer bars are doing that yeah and it's great you can go to any of these bars and you're just going to meet some excited person who hopefully knows when to kind of yeah. you know see the eyes glazing over and cut it off but just super excitable wants to wants to talk about it wants to hear about it wants to learn about it sure wants to taste and talk and, and I, I love the fact that that's become a trend
5: yeah well speaking of the ease and availability of information you guys have a website
3: yeah uh all of our social media is beer street ny the website street BeerStreetNY. NY. Yeah. beer street at beer street and yeah. all that instagram and everything yes sir rad
5: cool man um well it's been great talking to you looks like we need to wrap it up um i want to drop a few things about upcoming stuff um next week reynolds from uh yeah. from black crescent a crazy wild-eyed red-haired beast i used to work with over at booker and dax he opened up his own bar and then it fucking unfortunately burned to the ground and it was out commission for over a year and finally it's resurrected from the ashes and i rode
4: with him in a limo last week
5: <laughs> yes you did that's what made me reach out to him uh i saw you i saw you get dragged into that limo and i was like that dude needs to be on the show um so i reached out to him it's his birthday today as well happy birthday happy Randall! Birthday, happy birthday Randall. um Uh, Anyway, I just confirmed with him right before the show uh, that he's going to be on with us next week. And maybe we'll talk to him about doing a happy hour over at Grand Army immediately following. Um, a little side note for me. Um, on the 31st of January, uh, please follow my media at Creative Drunk and look out for me to post uh, on the 31st of January. Uh, David Wondrich and I are going to do a tasting of uh, three very special bottles of Old Overholt Rye Whiskey, my favorite, uh, a 1909, a 1933, and a 1940. So we're going to taste Old Overholt through time. If you watch my media, you can get seats to that. There's only going to be maybe 28 seats because that's all the bottle holds. Um, so it'll be super special, super intimate uh, situation. Um, anyway, that's all I've got for this show. What do you got, Damon? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you got that pretty new uh, finger bandage. Hey, <laughs> it's on brand. It's turquoise. It is turquoise, like all your big old rings. Yeah, man. Um, well, uh, I hate, uh, yeah, I hate that for you, and I hope
4: that fucking lobster was delicious. It was. <laughs> I got pictures. I'll show, uh, put, I'll show you some pics after the show. Um, yeah, man. That's uh, I got nothing. I got nothing, man. <laughs> well, that's right. up. I'm just looking forward to uh, the new year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's starting off great so far. Yeah, man. I can't. I'm, this is like m- one of my favorite new breweries. I'm glad that uh, you just randomly brought this on. So Absolutely, It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Thanks,
3: dudes.
5: So happy to have you on, man. Yeah, and you're advice, so dude. full of information. We blasted through this show. So yeah. we'll probably have to have have you back and Absolutely. and do a you know a second second tier. Love to, man. Awesome. Cheers, buddy. Cool. Are you all out?
4: Uh, we'll make noise. Uh, we can make noise. We, we can pour some more. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it for the speakeasy this yes. week. Check it at uh, Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. Until next week, cheers. Cheers, guys. Later.
3: So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's going to save your soul.